What's up, everybody? Today is Saturday, July the 7th, 2018. You're listening to the Queen Quaymo podcast. I'm so tired today, y'all. Just can't quit sleeping. I don't know if it's because of the heat or what, but it's been laying down all damn day. Got a headache. I had the most craziest fucking dream, though. That's why I decided to make a podcast about it. Like, had a weird-ass dream. I had a dream that I was trapped inside of a school with some kids. And we were stuck in there because they was all shooting and looting outside. And they was just shooting everybody, including the kids. Like, they was just shooting like crazy. So I had to hide the kids. Like, y'all, it was about maybe 100 kids. I was hiding the kids. I was showing them how to survive. I was showing them how to make bombs. I was showing them how to cook. I was making them all type of meals and shit. And I was hiding them in, like, underground tunnels of the school. Like, like getting them prepared for war, you know. And shit. It, it just got crazy. It, it, like, really got crazy. It, like, startled me, you know. So I woke up all out of breath and shit. Woke up, went to the restroom. Lay back down, went back to sleep, had another crazy ass dream. Now this time, I was in someone's house. I don't know what I was doing in this person's house, but when I got there, this skinny, frail ass white man was breaking into the house, telling me he caught the ambulance. He came in the house to call the ambulance because the man upstairs had got shot. So I go upstairs, the man had got shot. I started trying to do CPR and shit, try to keep him, you know, alive you know and uh shit i started trying to look for the address to the house i I couldn't find the address to the house so i started calling all of these numbers like i started calling 911 they couldn't track down where the fuck the house was and so i'm steadily trying to keep this man alive and he just wouldn't die he would not die what kept him alive i was playing some music the music kept him alive you know Man, that shit was crazy. I don't know why I had them dreams. I ain't watched them before I went to sleep. I don't know why I had them dreams. That shit was just crazy. But yeah. I mean, the shit got crazier though because I told y'all the white man had broken to the house. The skinny, frail ass white man. So, you know, I'm steadily trying to, like, when I'm on the phone with the ambulance. I'm looking at all of the mail. All of the mail had old addresses on there. So I could never find a fucking address to get the ambulance there, you know. So kind of find out that skinny, frail-ass white man or whatever. This motherfucker was breaking in trying to get money and shit. He afraid. He don't want the ambulance and police to come. He afraid I'm trying to call and put him in jail. Man, this nigga gets to fighting, y'all. He tried to infect my blood. He tried to. He, he did cut me. He cut me with a knife. He tried to put some of his infected-ass blood in my blood, and I was not going for that shit. I threw his ass clean off the fucking balcony. Like, my strength came out of nowhere. You know you can't fight how you want to in your dream because you be sleepy shit. You be mad fucking tired. <laughs> but, but I was beating his ass. But, like, I think that what's been going on with me, um, that dream was, like, symbolic for what I'm trying to do for my people, man. I know... People be like, you ain't supposed to be trying to interpret them dreams. But, like, man, I be having these dreams like crazy. Like, other day, I had a dream about blood all in the bathroom. And I think that that dream was, like, telling me about, like, me suppressing my anger that I'm having towards something. Because I have been angry. 
I'm very, very angry with the conditions of how the fuck my people get treated. You know, like I've been back in the Midwest and it's been difficult. I see how hard it is for my black people, including myself. You know, I have a misdemeanor charge. So like good jobs that I try to get, I've been uh, told that I can't get them because of uh, what's on my background, you know? So, you know, I don't feel that like 89 applications or whatever, just trying to have a nice little nine to five. And I know that, and I'm being honest about this because I know my black people are going through this. I can only imagine how hard it is for a person who comes home after being incarcerated with a felony, trying to find a job that's decent paying enough to feed your fucking family. So like all of these jobs in the Midwest, they only want to pay you about $10, you know, $10 an hour. So what, what can you do with $10 an hour? Let's see if you get paid $10 an hour, you can't get no car note. Because if you do got a car note, you ain't going to be able to pay the motherfucker, you know. So most car notes about a good $400 a month. To get insurance, about a good $200 a month uh, for coverage. To pay your rent between $500 and $700 a month. Then you got to get food on the table. And on top of getting food on the table, you still got to have medical coverage. You still need to put money in the bank so that if something happens in an emergency place, you have a flat tire or something like that. You need to have money put up. But the way that they had this system designed, they have a design for black people to stay in fucking poverty. So all of these damn companies around here in the Midwest, they don't want to pay you over $10 an hour. And then, or, or at the most, maybe $12 an hour. So then you so occupied trying to work. You occupied trying to fucking work so that you can take care of your family, do what you need to do. You have no time to do nothing except when you get home, you so tired. You're like, man, I'm tired. I'm finna just go to the liquor store real quick so I can have me something to drink. Or I'm gonna just uh, eat something that's quick. And then you can't afford food, so you buy all of the unhealthy shit because it's gonna stretch like potatoes, rice, bread. You see what I'm saying? This shit is fucked up. And then they sitting up here want to donate all of this money to all of these fucking starving ass countries and then they want to say that it's not an, it's not a problem here in America and that the problem is that black people is just lazy and we need to get up off our ass no i'm a firm fucking example of a black american that want to work that want more for myself that want more for my people but it's like almost impossible because we born into fucking poverty we born into this shit we don't come here with no equal chance so it just frustrates me. Like I really get frustrated with my system and I'm and I'm speaking out about this because y'all this is the reality. This is why we need to be entrepreneurs. This is why we need to open our own businesses. This is why we need to support black people that's having black businesses and we need to do what we can to keep our head above fucking water because we all out here drowning. This shit is ridiculous. So all of that overspending on um, uh material making all of these fancy designer people rich fuck all of that if y'all have to do all of these different little tasks to get money take that money and invest into your own company because like malcolm x said we in bad shape when we got to depend on our damn enemy to get a job and that's facts you know there's so many people man they really be trying to put like play you you know you could come and then they like well if you go to school if you go to school and you get your degree you'll get a better job. Look here, that ain't true either. I'm amongst people. I just graduated myself. Like, But at the end of the day, you know, you get done with school. 
you owe this school maybe between forty to sixty thousand dollars, forty to sixty thousand dollars, and then you get out of school, you don't even make that in a year unless you're doing nursing or something like that. And the way that these healthcare fields is, you don't want to stay in it too long. You don't want to burn out. You know what I'm saying? It's just like we do what we can to survive, but. That's pretty much all we doing here in America, black people. We just surviving. Now, I do see a lot of people elevating, so I'm not going to say that all of us had the same type of results in the same scenario. I'm not saying that, but, like, it just angers me to see that it is people who are like myself or who even have worse uh, scenarios to me because I think I thank God that I don't have babies out here that I don't have babies because I wouldn't know what to do if I had to survive off the income I have right now with a baby or with kids. This is why people do what they do. They Then they want to uh, they wanna penalize you for committing crimes or doing robberies. Why do you think we robbing people? But this is why we robbing people. This is why we robbing banks and we robbing convenience stores and we robbing liquor stores and we robbing and we stealing and we breaking in. This is why. Because when we hungry and we asking y'all for something to eat, y'all be like, y'all sitting at the table, right? Y'all sitting at the table with like steak and potatoes. Y'all that eating y'all steak and potatoes with your bread. Y'all got wine and moet and shit at the table. This is America. Like America sitting at the table with fucking steak and potatoes and and wine and they just living it up. They having a nice little feast, right? Here come the niggas. We come, we knocking on the door. And and Pac used this that we hungry, please let us in. We come, we knocking on the door. We asking y'all. We like, hey, I'm hungry. We want something to eat. They're like, oh yeah, all you had to do was ask us. We gonna feed you. We got you. We got you. Now you get up from your table where you eating steak and potatoes. You come hand us over a pack of crackers. For a while, niggas, we gonna settle for those crackers. For a while, we gonna settle for them because they stop your stomach from hurting. But guess what? When your stomach stop hurting from them crackers, you still hungry. We wanna eat steak and potatoes too. This is why we had a mentality we have. It's not because we wanna be criminals, we wanna be thugs, and it's ingrained in us. It's a lot of people who are out here trying to make a difference. And it's like it's not enough. Or we out here trying to survive, and surviving is just not enough. Why should black people should, why should we live here and just survive instead of living? We want to live our best life too. So I encourage all of my black people, after listening to this episode today, I know what y'all going through, y'all. I know what y'all going through. I don't know exactly what everybody is going through because, like I said, everybody's situation is different. But... We got some things that we need to do now. Let's educate ourselves of who we are. Let's get some money. Let's circulate some black dollar back towards each other. Let's support our black businesses. Let's get our money up. And let's start our own stuff so we can stop having to depend. Stop having to depend on the enemy to give us a job. Or stop having to depend on the enemy, which is the government as well to make sure that we straight out here because they see that we fucked up out here and don't nobody care. They find every issue to try to correct and every issue they want to talk about except the issue that been going on with black Americans in America for the last mm, 200 years or so. Don't nobody get no fuck about us. It's time for us to give a fuck about us. And that's just how I feel. I know I sound a little angry and a little harsh today, but this is just reality because I just get so angry that I can't help my people. I get so angry when I can't help myself. 
And of course, because I have God in my life, I don't go out here and do nothing crazy. I don't do nothing crazy. But I can understand people's thinking and how they can get to where they feel like they need to do something crazy because it's really bad when you work every single day and then you still don't have enough to take care of your bills and you still don't have enough to feed your family and you still don't have enough to do what you uh, want to do for your kids or for your nieces and nephews or where you can't even do stuff to add value to their life and get them some education because education is not just what you learn at school, it's what you learn at home. And we could be teaching our kids more things at home if we have the funds to do so. It's like we just trapped. And it's like even worse in the Midwest, they want to keep you in a box. They want to keep all black Americans doing a certain type of job. They want us to be doing a certain type of occupation. And they want to keep us at a certain level of salary. So we be having to do all of these additional jobs, spending so much time. Like, for example, I'm going to give you an example, right? We got 168 hours in a week. 168 hours in a week. If you work 84 hours... In one week, you left, you left with, I think, like 88 hours, right? And then, I know when I did the math, if you work 84 hours and then you sleep for the 56 hours in one week, you, you only left with 26 hours of free time. 26 hours of free time. So the average black American, the average black American in order to survive out here in these streets, we got to work at least 68 hours a week. We got 168 hours in a week. We need to work at least 68 hours a week. So that's 40 hours a week plus 20, uh, 28 extra hours of overtime just so we could pay bills and make ends meet. And on top of that, if we got uh, businesses that we're trying to open, we got to use some money, uh, some time towards that. We got to use some time towards going to school. We got to use some time towards um, sleeping because sleep is so important. It helps you with your creativity. And so it, these are all of the things I think about. We have to really, really buckle down. And to all of my black people that are out here opening your businesses, I know it's not easy for y'all as well because you start wanting to help your people and then you get burnt by your people and it makes you not want to deal with them. I understand that. But also I understand on the other side, when you black and you want to support these black corporations and these black businesses, but they want to keep you in a box just like the rest of the companies do. They want you to be a slave and keep being a worker. If you are black and you own a business and you're not trying to build leaders, then fuck you too. Because shit, we ain't winning with that. Any black person that is opening a business, you should want the people that are working for you to start their own shit as well. You should be helping them to get to a level where they could be a professional as well. You should be helping them where they can be a leader as well. We should not be dependent on having to keep working up under somebody. Especially when you got family and you got kids. Because when you get grown, you don't have to beg nobody for your kids to come work for you. Or you don't have to beg nobody for your niece and nephew to get a job. Nah. So that's pretty much why I haven't been posting nothing because that's just reality. That's how I've been feeling. You know, of course, I know that things will get better, but I know it's going to take some prayer on my side. It's going to take some a little bit more uh, physical action on my side. And, you know, I know as people out here feeling just like I'm feeling. So I just want to tell y'all, stay encouraged. 
Don't let the lack of support discourage you. Let it encourage you because I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. It's so many people. You could be doing something so good and you and you steadily looking for that support and you're steadily looking for people to be like you're doing a good job. You don't do it for that. Fuck that. I'm not. Look here. I don't I will share everybody posts. I will out big ups everybody. Because like I said, I want everybody black to be winning. I'm not doing it because I want somebody to shout me out. I don't give a fuck if somebody shout me out or they support me. Because you know what? The ones that do support me, I do. I, I appreciate every single person I do. And I'm going to make sure that I show them that I appreciate it. But for the ones who don't, I don't do it for y'all. I don't give a fuck. You feel me? I don't give a fuck. You can't, you can't please everybody. You can't, you can't get people to see how you, what you're seeing. Because not all the time, people don't support sometimes because they don't understand it. You got to... You got to succeed in order to see people for, for people to see it and understand it because the people whose attention you need to be getting is those that can put you in a promising uh, situation where you can help those who don't understand because that's what a lot of it is. Lack of understanding, lack of understanding. It's the, it's the root to a lot of things. It's a root to jealousy. It's the root to hatred. It, it, it's the root to everything. Lack of communication. And I mean, lack of uh, understanding. And so when somebody don't understand you and they don't see eye to eye, of course they're not going to support you. You're not on their level. You're not on their level. You're not on a level where they can support you where they fully supposed to support you because they don't understand it. So you can't be mad at niggas who don't support you. However, however, don't get it twisted. If motherfuckers around you and your immediate circle do not want to support you, move around, change circles. You ain't got time for that because you don't want to constantly have lack of understanding to that situation as well to where you start becoming bitter about it. Stay to yourself, heal, pray, pray, stay prayed up, y'all. Stay prayed up because prayer is the answer. I promise y'all, like a lot of people don't believe, but I promise y'all when I'm praying and I'm reading and I'm meditating the way that I need to it's like I'm on 10 and so I'm actually gonna do that when I get through podcasting but I felt like I needed to tell y'all and express to y'all the realities of what's going on for black folks in America this is how this is how a lot of us are feeling but we don't vocalize it all the time and when we do vocalize it you have people coming to you saying that you're complaining. No, I'm not complaining. I'm spreading awareness. And even if I am complaining, who gives a fuck? I got that right. You, I got every fucking reason to be mad so I can say what I want to say. So, yes, if y'all leave this podcast with anything today, I want y'all to know Quaymo love y'all. We gonna keep on fighting this fight. We ain't gonna always be broke like this. We ain't gonna always feel how we feeling. Stay prayed up. Don't let anybody distract you or discourage you. Stay encouraged. Stay motivated because if at least one of us make it, at least one of us make it and we have the knowledge that we have now of what issues are going on and we start coming up with a plan to correct it, we one step further. We will rise. It's time for us to rise up. We gotta, We got to realize that People were always talking about, and I say this all the time, and I'm going to keep saying it. Yeah, he's talking about crabs in the bucket. That that's what we are with crabs in the bucket. But remember, them fucking crabs is doing that to each other because they're in that bucket that's an unnatural habitat for them, and they drown in the water. That's us niggas right now. 
Stop looking at each other and blaming each other for something that we didn't cause from Drum Street. And the things that we are causing, we're doing it because we have lack of understanding and education. Let's change that. Those are some things we could change and break those cycles. So y'all stay encouraged, my people. This didn't really have a solution, but it did. <laughs> I'm going to actually get up from here and, like I said, spend some time with the Most High. So y'all stay encouraged. I love each and last, every last one of y'all. Thank y'all for listening to the Queen Quaymo podcast. Thank y'all for always um, showing me some love, helping me to get to all of these platforms by listening. I fucks with y'all. I'm out. Uh-oh. Okay, hold on, y'all. <laughs> you know what? I wasn't even going to do this to y'all, but a lot of niggas been calling me out of retirement from my rapping career because of this beef. <laughs> this real hip-hop speaking, y'all. Uh, MC Quamo. Uh, you don't need Cabo. Uh, yeah, you know I got to get you together. Turn this shit up in your car. Let your babies hear it. Let your grandma hear it. We can play more podcasts, baby. Uh. <laughs> Check it. All of this talk about Drake and beef. Word on the street, he got a baby. I mean, that's crazy. But remember, we all human. Two black men competing over the belt. The title's ruined. But let this not distract y'all from what's going on. Remember the lyrics to the original OJ song. Light nigga, dark nigga, feel nigga No matter what your skill or salary You nigga, you still nigga How many times we gon' fall for the scheme Niggas get easily distracted when you rap and sing We spend more time supporting beef than we do graduations Let's fill this time building up our fucking nation I ain't judging, just trying to get niggas to see It look more better when you got a LLC You got a business, you getting down to it These niggas on some other shit Cause nigga, I guess to it I'm trying to get busy On the mic and on the court These niggas know I'm playing Like I'm doing full court Because I ball all day Nigga doing the cash app These niggas know I'm doing this shit Like it's ASAP Rocky and niggas know Ain't nobody gonna stop me I'm doing this quick mode podcast Nigga on my ass And you better tell your mama Your granddaddy And your mama And your cousin And everybody listening You know I'm hustling Trying to put all this word out Put out this work Niggas say up on this mic I fucking goes berserk And I don't never write shit But for a little bit I did Niggas know I do this shit crazy Nigga they on my kids And I said that like I'm from Chicago You know how I be Listen to my podcast Nigga seven a week I got 70 episodes where I tell you all that shit that you need to be talking about with your mama and your kids and your spouse and everybody in your fucking house, nigga. Spread the shit on that fucking word of fucking mouth, nigga. Like ludicrous, nigga. It's absurd. And I'm telling you all this shit like church. It's the word. It's the truth. Okay. <laughs> uh, I quit, y'all. All I got to say is, what's up, y'all? Today is Wednesday, June the 6th, 2018. And you're listening to the Queen Quamo podcast. Yeah, I had to get y'all a little freestyle session real quick because guess what? I ain't did that in a long time and people been requesting that. So, you know, what better way to do it than to kind of talk about the Pusha T and Drake situation, you feel me? Shout outs to both of them brothers, you feel me? I do need some answers about the blackface situation with Drake, but you know, it is what it is. We all God's children. All praise to the most high. That's all I got to say about that. So... Today's topic, I kind of want to talk about randomly shit. Like, 
conspiracy theories and um let me turn this music down it's a little too loud now yes i want to talk about conspiracy theories and secret societies because y'all know i be all on that type of shit right i be all on youtube looking up all of these little videos and shit like that and you know that should be kind of interesting so i know as much as i think about the shit i know people listen and think about the shit too and uh yeah just get y'all a little fun facts about some of the shit today and kind of the truth behind a lot of this shit so we could stop uh being all hypnotizing it and getting too much into it you know etc even though i know when i get done doing this episode y'all gonna go look all of this shit up because i'm that type of nigga too <laughs> so a couple of things i want to talk about before getting to that i want to say first thank Every last one of y'all who've been listening and supporting the Queen Quaymo podcast, shout outs to y'all. Shout out for any guests who has done guest appearances. Shout out to anybody who has sent me music from the Midwest areas. Shout out to anyone who's coming up in the future who said that they're going to come on uh, the Queen Quaymo podcast. I rocks with y'all and fucks with y'all for that. Yeah. Nothing going on really, though. Now, I do want to talk about something. I seen that Kim Kardashian met with... Uh, Donald Trump to free Ashley. Let me look up the woman's entire name, y'all. Her name is Ashley. No, her name is Alice. Let me see. Hold on, y'all. Got to pull it up. Pull it up so I can give y'all the accurate facts about this. Somebody calling my phone. I'll get that in a second. Okay. So, they said that Kim Kardashian met with Donald Trump to commute sentence of Ashley Marie Johnson. So I'm going to just pull this article up from CNN, y'all, that was written by Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Diamond and Catelyn Collins. Okay, this was CNN. So the article says, President, <clears throat> excuse me, President Donald Trump has commuted the sentence of Ashley Marie Johnson, a first-time nonviolent traffic offender, I mean, sorry, excuse me, drug offender, a week after Kim Kardashian pleaded her case during the Oval Office meeting with Trump. Johnson has already served 21 years of her life sentence after she was convicted on charges, <coughs> excuse me, charges of conspiracy to possess cocaine and attempt to possession of cocaine, according to the nonprofit can do. Excuse me, something got in my throat. I need to turn this fan off. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. One second. 